So what has been found for people with rebel tendencies is that it's best if you embrace the thing that you want to do as part of your identity. Like I think of it as Allegra, I am a planner because it helps me live the life I want to live. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. So our listener out there probably knows or definitely knows that I am not a journaler. So it will not come as any surprise that I'm also not a planner or a scheduler or any of those things. And if you've seen any of my Facebook posts, (laughs) you know that I love to do fun, spontaneous and unexpected things in the spur of the moment. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I, on the other hand, am annoyingly scheduled, <laughs> but I always say it's just because I ain't got time for this shit. And unless it's on my calendar, I I can't get it done because I am continuously distracted by shiny objects. So if I don't have like my to do's right there in front of my face, reminding me what I have to get done in the very next moment, I'm totally distracted. Right. It's like squirrel. Squirrel, squirrel. Well, on our show today, ladies, we welcome Natasha Corrigan and Allegra Ramos, who are moms, entrepreneurs, educators, and they're friends, friends who share a love of planning, a love of empowering other moms and caregivers to prioritize themselves and their goals. Amen. So today we're going to sit down with Natasha and Allegra and discuss how to excavate our past. I love this so much familial and societal expectations so that we can actually unearth our true goals and live a value driven life. And this is something that Trinity and I have talked a lot about and we are so passionate about. Yes, 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 we are. And to our listener out there who's like me, Natasha and Allegra will help you make new habits your bitch. (laughs) That way, ladies, you're going to be able to conquer them to live the life that you want. Absolutely. And we want to know about the goals that you're setting for yourself and how you're living your life in alignment with your values. So we're going to include in the show notes a link to a values index where you can identify what are your personal core values so you can actually apply the tips and tools that Allegra and Natasha share with us in our episode today. So without further ado, we are going to welcome Natasha Corrigan and Allegra Ramos. Thank you, ladies, for being here today. We're so happy to have you. You are just starting this fantastic organization. We want to know more about your business beyond your wildest dreams and how you as moms, educators, how you came to this place. So this is Allegra, Hi, Allegra. This, you know, four women voices, hard to <laughs> tell us all apart, probably. And Beyond Your Wildest Dreams started about seven years ago 
when I had reached a point in my life where I felt like I was doing everything and doing nothing well. Huh. Been there. And I have my MBA. I am a big fan of productivity and planning, read all the books, taken all the courses and everything. But as a mom, I felt like nothing I had learned was working for me anymore. And so I actually, <laughs> I, I went on a retreat as one does. I went to a Franciscan monastery actually for three days. And I was determined to figure out why some areas of my life were working and some areas weren't. And the areas that were working were my professional life and like my financial life and anything sort of related to business and finance was working. But my personal relationships, I felt like were not doing great. My health mm. was not great. And I wanted to understand mm -hmm. the difference. And what I realized was that I was really great at coming up with plans and executing on them for the business financial side of my life. But for the personal relationship side of my life, I wasn't doing the same thing. Right. Why is that? Because that I learned these skills in business school and uh -huh. doing business, right? So I was just like, it was focused on that area. And I said, mm -hmm. wait a second, I can apply this to my personal side. And when I started doing things like blocking out date nights and making, making to-do lists that included calling friends that were out of town at least once a week so that I was connecting with them regularly. And when I started, you know, having mommy daughter dates that yes. I didn't break, right? They're in my calendar and I didn't break them. When I started doing those things, I felt like my personal and health were catching up to where my business side was. That's fascinating. And so, and you know, because I homeschool, and because I have my own business, oh my gosh, people started asking me, how do you do both things? And it seems like you're doing them well. Right. And I always said, planning, planning is how I do them well. And so I sort of started informally coaching some people. And Natasha was one of the people that I was informally coaching. And the more and I, Natasha, the more Natasha and I talked about it, I said, you know what? And by the way, I just need to back up a second. So for a long time, I thought about developing my own planner. But what I realized is that there is no perfect planner. What people are missing is the mm. philosophy of how to plan. They don't know how to plan. Right. And that's me all day long. <laughs> I can do it in business at home. I'm like, well, I guess I'll sit on my couch for another four hours. It's about as far as I'm mm -hmm. getting in my plan. Too. Right. And probably it would be easy for you to make that leap. But some people haven't been project managers. They haven't gotten their MBAs. Right. And home ec didn't exist when we were growing up. <laughs> right. So... Moms and caregivers are. I'm the old one. I'm the old one here. It did. For <laughs> no, no. I mean, I learned, I, was not, gonna say, I learned how to sew and type, <laughs> but I don't think I took a project management class for sure in high school. Yeah, I have the sewing version and the make the make a cupcake version. Oh, I got nothing. Yeah, no, but I mean, I learned I learned how to sew in home ec, but I didn't learn how to like meal yeah. plan yeah. or you know what I mean. Like no. I learned how to sew. I learned how to boil water. Right. <laughs> Right. God yeah, forbid exactly. you have some useful skills like balancing a checkbook and making a healthy. <laughs> There's none of that, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I, and so I said to Nashasha, I said, I think this lends itself to a course to right. teach people how to think. So it's not about the planner. It's about mm. the planning. That I love that. And that mm -hmm, was really the mm -hmm. birth. And that was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I came to Allegra, literally she was informally coaching me because I saw Allegra, here she is doing what she's doing as, you know, she's, she's doing her own, her own personal business thing and she's homeschooling. And, and as, a, as, a, as a mom, as, as, as women who are yeah. working and um, 
and have working, having a family. I just felt like I was just doing things as they were coming to me, you know, like here comes a birthday party, here comes a, you know, here comes a a, a professional summit, here comes a, you know, and the things were just, I was handling them as they were coming to me. It's like scramble, go, scramble, go, scramble, Mm -hmm. go. And always like on my back foot and being able to perform like in the moment, like I've said to many people in my life, like they were like, you should be a party planner. You're so good at these events and these kids parties and stuff. And, you know, and, and I, I'm really, really good with like a self-contained, here's the date, here's the parameters. It's a summit or yeah. it's a, or it's a birthday party, or it's, you know, like a specific event I could kick its butt, you know, but it came to like long-term, like open-ended. And if, especially if it was a goal that didn't, invo- didn't only involved me and didn't involve my kids, my husband, you know, my other, other clients and so forth then it was just back burner, back burner. If it just yeah, involved me, 100%. it was constantly back burner. I saw Allegra really, you know, like excelling in all these areas. Cause she had this little mini retreat for herself like seven years ago. And here she is taking care of herself, but also taking care of her family and also thriving in her business mm-hmm. side too. And I just thought like, I'm scrambling. I'm, I'm getting to deadlines as needed. But when it comes to like these projects for myself that I've just continuously put a pin in it. Right. I'm making no headway, yeah. you know? And so, you know, reaching out to Allegra, of course, <laughs> we really sat down to talk about it like early March, 2020. So you can guess oh, how that, yeah. Good how job. that initially, nice, how nice that initially went, but then now you, now we have all this pandemic and we started just meeting up. She said, you know, I've had this idea to wanted to initially create a planner, but I feel like it's more of a course thing you know, do you want to go on this journey with me? And yeah, this is, this is, that's how, yeah. And we like to joke that, you know, we're kind of like your personal trainers for planning. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Natasha is always like, I'm the one you you do it. You do it better than I do. I'm on the side, the modified, she's the person in the front who's like, and breathe and lift and go and go. And I'm on the side going like, save your joints and take it slow. So you can do, yeah. We, we, we really do want to rec, you know, recognize it's not just about like productivity and squeeze right. as much yeah. into your day as you possibly can. And she and I have just a very different, we have different styles. We just, you know, we're different, you know, um, we just have different styles of do, doing things. So we do want to, we do often offer in our course, like let modify, you know, modify it. So it works for you. I'd rather you work for you than you go, you know, hundred percent and then burn out, right. you know? So, I mean, it, um, that's the it other, it sounds like what it. it enables women to do is to live intentionally, to live with intention versus, you know, baby girl, we do not have to free fall every hour of every day. Right. But you can choose Mm -hmm. the life that you want to live when you plan for it with intention. And then when you want to sit back, eat bonbons and binge Netflix, that's cool. Do that. Right. Right. But you chose to do it. Yeah. You've got it in your calendar. (laughs) So People like me, like the idea, the very idea of a planner and a calendar that I am bound to gives me literal Mm -hmm. anxiety. I like talking about it now. (laughs) I want to jump up and run out this room so fast, make your head spin. So how does this type of concept work for a free spirit like me who just wants to roll around in the grass all day? Okay. Well, I have a question for you, Trinity. <laughs> yeah. Do you journal? No, no, God, Jesus, help do you us keep all. A to-do I, list? I would No, I don't. I know. How have I gotten through? How am I successful in life? I don't get it. 
We are so opposite. I am you, Allegra, because like I get up on a Saturday morning and I literally mm-hmm. make a list of all the things that I have to do. And then I organize my list chronologically according to how I can get my list done most efficiently so then I have to go to the dry cleaners and go to the grocery store and then the recycling. And then she texts me at 6 a.m. to tell me what I'm supposed to do and I'm like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm sensing Mm -hmm. Trinity has a rebel tendency. I do. I do. I do. Have you all have you all read the four tendencies mm-hmm. by no. Gretchen Rubin? She's the rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing about people with rebel tendencies, and I have a rebel tendency too, is that rebel tendencies don't like being told what to do, even by themselves. Yeah, no. Like oh, you yeah. are not gonna tell me I cannot eat carbs, yeah. Allegra, yeah. you know, pointing at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so so what has been found for people with rebel tendencies is that it's best if you embrace the thing that you want to do as part of your identity. Like I think of it as Allegra, I am a planner because it helps me live the life I want to live. Like you need to get into the reasons why you want to do something. So, you know, I can't, I can't convince you to use a planner and you should, you didn't, you shouldn't necessarily use a planner. Natasha and I always say, take what speaks to you and leave the rest. Like we have a lot of tools that will speak to you, no matter if you're actually using a planner. It's also baby steps, right? You might decide you're yeah. using one thing that we suggest and not another, but then you- and Maybe in mm-hmm. one segment of my life mm-hmm. that feels really important to me. Yeah. And I like this idea of wrapping identity around it, right? If I'm thinking to myself, this is a part of my life that I want to change and shift. And I've figured out who in the hell I want to become in this area. Right wrap some planning around that, wrap some identity around that and focus in here. I don't have to, I can leave grass rolling time out there. <laughs> I'm not rolling joints and smoking grass, everybody. She's wearing Cali's rolling in the grass. So you don't, we don't have that. Yeah. And I'm in Washington. You don't have to roll your own anymore. <laughs> you just buy them rolls now, you know, like. <laughs> That's much easier. What you get the pre rolls? What a time saver! Lord, oh, that licking is so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, right. but you know, people, people, um, when they hear about my schedule, they say, "But where's the spontaneity?" And I said, "I have tons of unscheduled time. I have tons of unscheduled time. But I know that when I have unscheduled time, I'm going to do something that's aligned with my values, because that's how I want oh, yes. to spend my time." You know, there's this statistic that people spend yeah. more time planning for a vacation than planning their lives. Right. Way more oh, fun. Right. So true. Way more fun. Yeah. So true. Right. Okay. Yeah. When you said the spontaneous thing that made my sparklers start going off. I Spontaneity is a huge value to me. I'm one of those people that like my, my girlfriends in Texas, they still tease me to this day because we'll be talking about a thing. And I'm like, let's go do it right now. And I'm literally like, I'm off to the store and I'm going to buy all the things to go to. The, and then we're going to go out in the middle of the night and do the thing because that just brings me life. And if I haven't had enough spontaneity, I'm going to go to a restaurant. And I'm going to just look at the server and be like, Here, you choose. Tell me what I'm going to eat. Love it. I don't want to know. It's going to be. <laughs> so I think one of my big values is really this idea of living and leaning into spontaneity. And I think that is probably this internal struggle. This is why we do this podcast. It's really about right. me so that I can go Tell me work just through my like- shit. <laughs> and yeah. No, seriously, I just so. came back from the therapist from unpacking all of this stuff. I'm like, 
Something is suddenly triggering me. Oh, my God. I'm getting help through all of these things, too. So. Oh, man. Well, I mean, and see, the challenge, right, is now you're a professional and, you know, maybe you have a partner, maybe you have a child. So spontaneity is mm-hmm. is a value that speaks to you. And when I say you, I mean the listeners, too, right? That speaks to you. Like, yeah. unfortunately, you have to plan it a little bit more because, right, you still have to get groceries and pick up and drop off kids and whatever. But if that's the trade-off, that's just the trade-off. That's just the season yes. of life that you're in. You're not going to be in this season all the time. You're going to have lots of spot. You know, I, I know that in eight years, I'll have a lot more time. And that's where to- I am right now. My child is grown. Okay. Grown. So then you have more ability to mm-hmm. be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I'm 51. You know, like I'm like you beautiful, young, little spring chickens here. We're not, we're like the same age. I think I we're heard that you're 48 age. and 51, I think in one of your podcasts, right? I turned yeah. 48, yeah, two days I'll ago. Be 49. So we're all in the same. I'll be 49 we're all in, in the same room. Ladies, if you all could see these amazing women, first of all, they are wearing matching banana colored shirts. Let's start with that. <laughs> we're they're twinning. twinning. They have on, these, purpose. Yes. on purpose. On purpose, because, and you'll, I want you to share that concept because that was actually life, yeah. life affirming for me. So um, just everybody, when you get to midlife, know that, um, Great when they said oh, we can have it greater later. Now is the time. These women are great. Yeah, I wish you could see what I see. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Gorgeous. Yes. So that leads me to ask, what do you provide to your clients? What are some of the tips and tools that empower? Because while your focus is around, your whole focus is around empowering women. Let's talk about the societal expectations of women and how do you help women separate themselves (laughs) from those societal and familial expectations so that they can live into the life that they wanted and that they desire so much, the spontaneous life that they want to live. So this is Allegra again. Oh, go ahead. Well, we talk about the... Oh yeah. Sorry. I know. <laughs> We're both so excited to talk about it. Um, this is Natasha. Um, and Allegra will, will expand on this, but the first step in, in, in our, in our signature course and stuff is really the excavating, the excavating portion of, mm. we kind of break up our course into two sections, excavating and execution and the excavating. And this is, this is really important for me. Um, so if you're, if you're kind of like, I don't know what my back burner dreams are. I don't know what, you know, like I'm not super clear on what my values are. That's the first component is really, mm. we have to find those driving things that have us, you know, really be compelled to go ahead and plan something yeah. for ourselves and have it align with our values of spontaneity or connection or, yeah. you know, or financial freedom, whatever it is that your values are. And we really, mm. we, we ask our, our, our participants to distill it down into like somewhere in like the eight to 12 range of values. And, you know, if what, however that speaks to you, could be less, could be more. Right. But then aligning what we do with our values, you know, cause so Amen. much of the time now uh, you might be a rebel and Allegra, I know is a, is a rebel. I am an obliger when it comes to those four tendencies. So I am like, mm. if somebody's like, Hey, could you, I'm like, yes, 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 I can. Like, they're, am I needed somewhere? <laughs> like, how can I come in and save the day or be important, you know? And because of that for years and decades and decades, it's no wonder that I'm just kind of like, Oh, that's been on the back burner for sad to say years. Right. So being able to put, put that, bring it to the forefront and recognize what's important and filling, figuring out your values first and foremost, before you even really get into like, what are the tips, the tricks, the tools, right. And those, 
those are, you know, yes, those we're not interested. Like we've said before, we're not interested in turning you into a productivity robot. And we're not even we're definitely not interested in like, give a hundred percent all the time. You know, we say all the time, 70% is like killer. Like that's, if you're doing 70% of what you said you're going to do or 70%, that is, that is amazing. And sometimes some days it's 30, right? right. But you know, but 70 is like way better than me working 70% towards what I want to do is way better than the 0% I had been doing. Yeah. I love that. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And we talk a lot, and this is Allegra, we just to expand, we talk a lot about how society and our family shoulds on Mm. us, right? You should look this way. You should weigh this amount. You should do this as a wife, mother, Mm. daughter, friend, whatever. And that you need, you know, we talk a lot about boundaries and values really help you establish boundaries. And I'm going to show you, I'm holding these things up. I know the listeners can't see, but these are my value cards, right? And this is based on an idea that Ben Franklin actually had Ben Franklin when he was 20 years old, he didn't like who he was. And so he identified a list of 13 values that were the, that would make him the man he wanted to be. And then he would rate himself on how closely he was living that value. And so we ask our students to come up with their values and then to put them in hierarchical order. I love because that. Because if family is before profession, then guess what? If you have a birthday party and you suddenly get a client meeting, mm-hmm. you know which way you're going to go because yes. you have clarity around your values. I love that. I love Whereas that. moms, it's just like, we're supposed to just give and give and give. And it's like, well, you're supposed to no, do both I have of those this things. value of, yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. And Natasha has this great tip, actually. Natasha, tell them your tip. I, I forget ex- your exact wording. It's yeah, I, I guess I've I just realized, you know, through the right. course, I mean, the thing is that we like personally, you know, having developed this course with Allegra and having now taught it now for a couple of years, um, I realized that I have this phrase where someone would be like, oh, can you do such and such on Saturday? I'm like, I can squeeze it in. And if I have the word squeeze comes out of my mouth Mm. or if the word squeeze goes across my brain, it's an automatic no. If I feel like I can, so an Mm. automatic no to be like, okay, it may just be a no to the activity or at least gives me pause and go, okay, this new opportunity, does that align better with my values than what I already have? You know, Mm. instead of the squeezing, (laughs) I told Allegra, like we're at the very end, this month has been so crazy that I've been calling it no October because like, I'm just saying no to like every. Thing. Back in June, I told my husband, I'm like, you're shutting October down. Like it's being shut down. If anybody asks you, can you blah, blah, blah in October? The answer is no. Right. Mm. And so this was a whole month of, you know, the only way I was going to be able to do anything this month would be to squeeze it in. And so there's no, if the word squeeze comes into my brain, it's, that's like a boonk, little red yeah. flag. It's like, stop. No, the answer that's is no. no. I love um, that. And so that's helpful to me because yeah. I need that. I need something really rock solid like that because I I need that. I need a full stop in that moment for myself. Because mm-hmm. I will find a way to do yes. Yeah. I'll find a way. To that's a great that. tip. I am <laughs> the queen of the yeah. squeeze. I like I said earlier. I literally am. Oh, I would do both of those things. Like there's no compromise between the business and the family. Oh, I'll fit it all in. But then. I compromise myself and then I just walk away feeling depleted and taken advantage of. And then, and then hold resentment. Yeah. For everyone. And I I become like, I'm a yelly. I'm a yeller. Right. If I, if I feel the squeeze, if I feel pressure, I on people around me Mm. and that's not, yeah. yeah. Everybody's getting cussed out. And I want to know why <laughs> yeah. nobody in right. those places right. for me. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not the that's not the mom I want to be. I'm that's not the wife apart. I want to be. That's not the friend I want to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. 
So I have a question. How do you help your clients find their core values? Because this is something that Trinity and I really feel drawn to is to live in alignment with your core values. So what is the process that you take your clients through to do that? So we have a list of like 60 values that we will bring up in our course. And we ask them to pick out the ones that you know, that are, they're attracted mm. to, but another way of thinking about it. And sometimes an easier way to think about it is think about one of your best friends raving about you. What are the words you want your friend to say, mm-hmm. right? Like Natasha is such a go-getter and so charismatic and so fun and loyal and right. What are the words that you want someone to say about you? Again, going back to Ben Franklin, For him, his values were completely Mm. aspirational. He said he drank too much. He talked too much. He didn't have any money. Well, he sure did turn things around now, didn't he? He turned it around. Mm. I got no time to fly kites. Like, what's up? I got to get some kite flying in. I want to be a kite flyer. (laughs) Well, and the other thing I love about Ben's story, too, is at some point, he got rid of his cards. He stopped tracking his system because guess what? He had become who he was. Yes. And I've seen that. I've seen that there are Living things that it. I no longer track mm-hmm. because I am that person. You I have don't rewired have your neuro pathways and it is now part of who exactly, you are. Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's what we, you know, we're all about brain science. You know, people get impatient with the fact that it takes time to establish a habit. But if you think about it, when you're establishing a habit, you're literally changing the physical structure of your brain and you cannot rush that. It just takes time to create those pathways. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because so Allegra um, has been really, um, this is why I went to her in the first place, has been amazing about habit tracking and so forth. And I, at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to track these seven new habits that I'm going to do. <laughs> Guess how long that lasted? Right. Seven minutes. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> if, if that, right. So I just had to back up. I'm just like, I'm, my brain doesn't work that way. Some people might, right. But I just, that's, and guess what? One habit at a time. Yes. I started with regular Mm. flossing y'all like that's where I started (laughs) and now I'm a flosser. Right. But then I can look back and be like, Hey, I used to not regularly floss. It was very intermittent. Right. You know, rushing, no problem. But the flossing was like my, my dentist be like, I know I should, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) And so now I just, now I floss. Right. But you know how long that took 63 days to become author, right? Because there's so much conventional ideas about, oh, 21 days to establish a habit. Not true, not true. Act all the the brain science does not, the brain research does not support that. At 21 days, you start to feel really good about what you're doing, but you got to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then then I moved on to another habit. So yes, it would be great if I could pick up seven new habits all at once, but better to do one at a time that I actually establish as opposed to seven that I give up on in seven minutes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm dying to unpack that a little bit because we talked a little bit about the excavation and then you said the other piece is the execution. Yeah. So I'm dying to know what does it take to establish a new habit? Like how do you even get started so this doing is a that? Big part, this is Allegra. This is a big part of actually we have a freebie mini course called Create Your Morning Ritual. And mm-hmm. when you we we really get into the whole uh just pick one thing right write down a list of all the things you'd like to have in your morning right meditate exercise hydrate wash my face whatever write them all down but then pick one and we give them a habit tracker we're like every day that you do this you know do a check mark or i like to do a heart on my habit trackers 
or whatever positive thing, Uh right? (laughs) A little reward for yourself. (laughs) And we encourage people, we send people a video, right? Like after seven, great, you've done it for seven days. You're probably feeling really good, but don't give up because there is going to be a down point. And it's good to let people know that you're going to be less motivated at some point, right? You just are. Mm -hmm. Expect it. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, this is that dip. But if you keep with it, you're going to get to that up point again and you're going to get into it. So we stay with people as they are creating this new habit over the 63 days with, you know, encouragement. And did you fall back? That's okay. Maybe that habit wasn't in the right place because sometimes I actually have an interesting, um, I had been wanting to do face yoga for a long time. Did you say face yoga? I, I'm from Los Angeles, Trinity. We do face oh, I yoga. Can't. I have to hear about this. What the hell are we doing, girl? <laughs> <I'm> from- <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all the rage in 20 years in the rest of the country. <laughs> Sound so on to your face, face yoga, but I couldn't right. figure out a place to fit it in. I was like, where am I gonna <gasps> okay. five, stick this five minutes in? And it's been on my mind, you know, because I'm four, I'm gonna be 49 soon. So it's been on my mind for a good like 10 years. Like I should start doing face yoga. I finally found the place for it. So sometimes finding the right place just has to happen organically, the finding the right place to fit it into your morning ritual. So the way I do it now is rather than five minutes of face yoga, like by itself. Now I do it in between my skincare routine, right? Cause like I put on one layer and it has to dry for 30 seconds. So I'm up there like doing one face yoga move. And then I put on another layer and that has made all the difference. Face yoga. Once I found a place for it, it became a habit really quickly because I already wanted to do it. Okay. Did it yeah. take you 63, 63 days? days. You guys, that part's depressing you me. I can't even lie about it. I'm, I'm kind of wrapped up on this 63 day business because if there's 10 things I want to do, then it's going to take, take you, me two years. Do, my yeah. morning ritual has mm-hmm. been a multi-decade evolution. Right. And we also tell people, yep. but again, think about, think about having those 10 things like become just you what are. you do. Right. That's like, that's the, that's the truth about a habit. It's something you don't have. It's just now something yeah. you do as opposed to something you have to track. Yes. I was depressed about the 63 days as well. Trust me because I was like results, results, you know? Right. Um, And so the other thing, Trinity, if you're not a planner person, a calendar person tracking, I was like, I don't want to (laughs) track. But like, for me, I just, I just, I don't put it in a planner. I don't put it in a separate pl- place. It has to be, it's on my bathroom mirror. If that's where I'm flossing, it's uh, down on my kitchen cabinet. Like for my a tick room. mark, like you're in prison. I have. Yeah. I just sit, I sat down, I wrote out the 60, you know, 63 days. I wrote one through 63. And then it's for right now, the thing that I'm tracking is making sure of what Legra just talked about finding the right place for things. I was being terrible. So in, so inconsistent about taking my supplements for perimenopause mm-hmm. and like, I was like, well, I know that I do a smoothie every day. Right. So I just had to like collect when I press play or blend or whatever on the blender, I walk over to the supplements and I do the supplements while it's blending, but I had to like find the place for it. Cause it wasn't happening in the morning. Cause the morning was so crazy. And then the afternoon just keeps. So when the supp- when the smoothie was happening is when the supplements happening mm-hmm. and I have a little post-it note above the blender on the cabinet, that's got one through 63 and as I do it, I cross it off. Right. And I just make a little, I just actually highlight it. Cause I like to, I'm like, want to make the whole paper pink. Right. So it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, instead of a cross off, it's a little highlighting situation, but that's, and, and that too, like, if I just become somebody who now just does supplements, that's like, 
it's just how it's how I operate. It's just if for me, it's a if for me, it's like a it's a win in that it does take longer, but now it's now it's established. And now yeah. again, it's part of what I do instead of something I have to track and then like kind of re-up on and then re-up on. Next, after these supplements are like something I just do, next is gonna be um the the daily stretching, which is stretching. Like a thing. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's and so Natasha, for so you it the, was one at a time. For me, it's one at a time. Allegra yeah. for you. Is there space to work on two to three habits at a time? Like, does that work? So I feel like I'm getting more for my $63. (laughs) Okay. So, so again, going back Trinity, right. You're literally rewiring your brain. Like that's just what's happening. Yeah. And let me just say something, a habit, a habit is a brain is an energy saving feature that your brain engages, right? Cause the brain takes up a ton of energy right? I don't know if you remember learning to drive, but I remember I would come uh, home exhausted. Still, I still, I still have issues when people pull up right behind me and I'm trying to drive a stick shift and I'd get out the car, put the emergency brake, get out the car and go scoot back, scoot back when I'm on a hill because I'm certain I'm going to roll into them. Yeah. But you remember how tiring it was learning to drive? It was horrible. It was awful. Yes. And so the reason, but now you can like drive and like drink your latte and change right, the radio. Put my makeup right. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because your brain has made it a habit in order to save energy. Mm. The beauty of establishing a habit is that once it's established, it's like you can't stop yourself from doing it. I, I am not a night owl, but the other night, my husband and I were out to two in the morning and oh. I came home and I started doing my night routine. And I'm like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> But yeah, like my muscle memory moving over my face. <laughs> <laughs> so the beauty of once it's a habit is you won't even have to think about it. like literally you'll just do it. Mm, mm. Okay. So there's something to say about the tendencies because I'm just sitting here listening to this. And first of all, I have to tell you about this side story. So when I learned how to drive a stick shift, the way I learned how not to roll into the people behind me uh, is that my dad backed my car down a boat ramp and oh, was oh like, God. Okay. oh my God. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So I That's- learned how... Uh, to develop that habit real fast. But uh, when I think about habits, I actually read uh, this book by Hal Elrod called The Miracle Morning. And he actually advocates Mm -hmm. that you do six things in the morning all at once. Well, I mean, you know, one thing each for 10 minutes and then you've spent one hour doing all the things. Now, I'm with Natasha. I did modify it. You know, like I think you can't do anything for 10 minutes. But Uh, I did my exercise for 30 minutes and that included yoga, which was part of the breathing and the meditation and the affirmation and like that encompasses all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did the journaling and that was one piece of it. And then I did the education piece in my car, whether I was listening to a podcast on the way to work or uh, an audio book and that kind of, so I kind of made an adaptation of it, but then I was able to do that. But when I read the book, uh, when I read Gretchen Rubin's book, I was sort of like, huh, I wonder if that's just because that's who I am. And I don't remember the name of the tendencies, but obliger. maybe it's the obliger. It's like, okay, I'm doing this now, flip the switch, and then I just do. But that's just who I am. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering how yeah. maybe yeah. our audience can maybe capitalize on the tendencies. Is that something to do with it? I think so. And I think also too, I mean, at least I've noticed, this is Allegra, I've I've noticed for myself, 
that because I Mm. know that it's going to get easier, it's no longer hard for me to keep up with it. And so it almost become, it almost becomes a habit faster because I'm not fighting the process anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's not that my brain has made it a habit, yeah. but yeah, because I know that it's going to get easier and easier. I stay with things easier. Right. So you see how proud I was that I'm a flosser now. Right. So like, mm-hmm. um, the point, the point being though, like that, uh, that you, you start to also collect evidence of like, oh, I I'm an old dog, but I can learn some new tricks. Love right. That. Like, so, and I can point to the flossing. I can point to the things that have now become a habit for me. Whereas before I was like, can I really do this? I don't know. It seems like such a slog. It's such an uphill battle, blah, blah, blah. But you know, there's, ev- I've collected evidence now for, and then I can convince myself that like it's possible. So, you know, right. you gain confidence. hundred percent. Yeah. The process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the other thing, Allegra, I remember you sharing this with me as a rebel, because Trinity's got some resistance as a rebel. She's like, don't tell me I can't do seven things at once. And you probably, maybe, and maybe just you can. Three. I'm just talking about my experience, but. I just do three. Or three, <laughs> or three, let's do three, three. I mean, and so one of the things that I remember Allegra sharing as a, as a, as a rebel was finding a way to think about this new activity as like, you're the boss of it, right? Mm-hmm. That it's, that it's your employee, let's say, my bitch. opposed to exactly mm-hmm. make that habit your bitch. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like, so, or like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, I can't remember the example that you used, Allegra, maybe you can fill it in. Cause I'm sure you have a better memory about it. Cause you are that rebel where, you know, where instead of like, you know, having Shelby texting you and being like, you should be doing such and such. What if, what if Shelby was like your employee and she, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, but the the way to think about it, do you know what I mean? The way to think about it, like she's working for you and you've put her on the task of like managing your, and I'll be like, thank you, personal assistant. I appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. She's showing up and doing that job for you. So as a rebel, it's not her telling you what to do, but you put her on this task and she's now executing on that task for you as her employer, that kind of thing. So there's a little, so if there's a way to think of whatever this habit that these three habits are as like, they're working for you. And yes. you're telling them what to do and you're not doing it because they're telling you what to do kind of thing. You I know? like so that. There's a, you know, <laughs> these little mind games that Just we get a little to- mental mind shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My mental ga- mind game was around homeschooling ah. because you can't be a homeschooler and not think I don't want to <laughs> homeschool anymore. I'm sure. Because you have those days. And then I'd say, wait a second. I want to homeschool. I'm choosing to homeschool. This is something that I believe in and no one's making me do it. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in its place. I love that. And then how can we like take these habits and design the life we love? How do you lead your clients down that path where they can vision their future? Like we've developed all these habits and we put these frameworks into place. So how do you live into that? Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So I'm not sure if we can do this justice, but (laughs) I'll try. So we really talk about, first of all, aligning your goals and your values, because sometimes Mm -hmm. we have goals that we don't actually want. Oh, yes. Have you ever had that happen, right? Like for years, I had this goal of writing a cookbook because I I, developed, I invented a food product. I was teaching cooking classes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I didn't write it. And I finally realized that I didn't want to write it. 
because I didn't want to be known as a food person. Mm. That wasn't what I wanted my legacy to be. So to give myself permission to let go of that goal because it wasn't aligned with my values. Right. Right. So being clear on your values really helps you look at these goals and say, wait, is this really a goal? This is that right. shoulding, right? Love like that. as a, as you know, like, uh, you know, like I, I was working in, I'm, I'm a singer. I work in music and certain types of things. And people would be like, oh, do you want to be like, you know, Beyonce or something? And I'd be like, yeah, I want to be a huge international superstar. You know what I mean? But like, just because you, I thought like that, you know, like the only goal to have inside of a music career is just want to go to the top. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, and you had, and there's so much momentum right. behind the hustle culture and blah, blah, blah. And all this idea of like, if you're not at the very, very, very top and everybody knows your name, then you're failing, I guess. Right. right? You know, and having to let go of that idea and like, and recognizing it's like, no, actually I don't want that, <laughs> you know, and giving myself permission to shift and pivot towards something that like really does light me up and fulfill me. And so then once you've established what your goals are, we take our students through a whole process of breaking your goals down from lifetime goals to 20 year goals, to 10 year goals, to five year goals, to three year goals, to one year goals, to daily activity. activity. Mm. Because those big goals require almost daily activity. And we say, you know, Natasha mentioned earlier, 70%. Yeah. Right. So if 70% of your days, Mm -hmm. you are chipping away at these long-term goals, Mm -hmm. that's how you get there. And if that is living in a foreign country at some point, right? Well, you want to speak the language, right? So let's start Mm. with 10 minutes of language a day. And that'll keep it fresh in your mind too, right? Every time you do that language, you're like, I'm doing this because I want to live abroad someday. Mm -hmm. So we're activating your brain and your dreaming and everything. And then- it's hard to go through the whole and maybe, process. Right. But maybe three years from now, you take a trip there and you maybe, you know, and you've saved up enough. Like, so yeah, little, you scout it right, out. Exactly. So that, I mean, that's the very, like a quick distilled version of like, you know, working it backwards into these tiny little chunks that are manageable, right. doable, and keep them forefront. That's the, pr- that was the problem with putting things on the back burner for me. Cause it was a always maybe someday kind of thing. And again, letting life just come at me, come at me, come at me and being at the effect of my life, as opposed to the mm-hmm. cause of my life in that regard. Um, and just feeling like I'm always just like putting out fires, you know, or, you know, um, as opposed to little teeny chunks of things on the daily or, you know, or weekly or, you know, just with smaller chunks. And I, I just want to mention one other thing too, because one of the reasons why we really target, you know, moms and caregivers and, you know, women in general is because yeah, when unexpected things happen in a family, it's usually the woman who's expected to absorb that unexpected. Thing. Yeah. And a big part of our course is not just what we're talking about, identifying your values and your goals and tracking out, but it's also about having the frank conversations that you need to have in order to make space in your life so that your kids or your partner or your family, right? Like I'm helping to care for a 98 year old grandmother. So I also have that pressure Mm -hmm. so that you can make the space for the daily activity. So that's a whole other component that we really didn't get to get into too much. So can you like, just give us the bones of what that conversation sounds like? Well, so for me, I think regret and resentment are really great reminders to you that you're doing something you don't want to be doing. Mm, Following your emotions there. Mm. Follow your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you don't have to bottle that up and suck it up. And that's, that's your, that's your, Hey, early warning signal here, early warning signal. Mm -hmm. You're going down a path. That's not good for you. 
And that's when you say like, so for instance, when I first started homeschooling my child, like the thing about homeschooling, right, is that it goes from simple things like identifying colors and addition to algebra and all these other things. <laughs> Baby, you're going to have to learn this next part on your own. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, go to YouTube, honey. Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. YouTube University. And so it went from being a little part of my day to like, suddenly we were doing her stuff from like 10 to seven and it wasn't schoolwork the whole time. There was also a lot of fighting, mm. right? Like, I don't want to do it. You're going to do it. Right. So I finally realized I need to set some boundaries with my child around homeschooling. And so I said, look, you, we will homeschool from 10 to four and we don't homeschool all the way through. Cause there's also lunch in right. there and you know, we take breaks. But I have, we have a hard in at 10 and we have a hard out at four. And I said to her, I, I tied up her getting her schoolwork done with her, uh, her, what do you, sorry, what do you, what's the word? Allowance, social time, TV time. Uh, Extracurricular um, activity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Her, not treats. That's, that's mm, around three. Rewards. But her rewards, exactly. Around her rewards, right? So she has to finish four days of schoolwork a week. She has to contribute to the household three times a day. Mm. She has to do her laundry, mm -hmm. cook dinner one day a week, you know, keep her room clean. If she wants to be able to watch show, you know, do go to the zoo, whatever the things are. So she knows hard in, hard out. You're not done with your schoolwork by four. You didn't make a day. Don't ask me for show wow. this weekend. Yeah. And so that's how I created those boundaries for myself to have the time. And then also like with my husband, right? Natasha and I and Trini and Shelby, you're the same, very capable mm -hmm. people. And, you know, probably your partner is slightly different. We're, than we're you, still looking and they probably that lean on you. Okay. okay. So if you have a partner, right? Like my partner, I used to call it renting my brain. He would want to rent mm -hmm. my brain, except for free, right. right? He'd be like, where's this thing? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I just say, yeah, that's out. my son. Figure it out. He, he, he mm -hmm. has the rental of the brain. Yes. Because mm -hmm. the reality is, is as long as you're doing it for them. No need. Why they, they have no why? reason. Why should I even look for the yeah. thing? Mom's going to know where it is. Exactly. 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I say, I say, figure it out and do it on your I own. It. I like that. I can Plus, use that you know, for you're, sure. You're helping them with we, another way that, um, we free up uh, some time for our own daily activities that will help us in align with our goals and our values and stuff is that we'll have like my husband and I do a, we call it a money love date um, because I, he gets paid every two mm. weeks. So every Wednesday, every two weeks we sit down now we have, and this is an ongoing challenge slash um, uh, <laughs> rising to the challenge, hopefully, where he and I, unfortunately, the Venn diagram <laughs> of our, his and mine strengths are overlap a lot. And so our weaknesses are also, you know, overlap. So we don't pick up each other's slack as much as maybe some other couples might, right? Um, so he and I do really, really well with right. our finances. And then we kind of go unconscious around it. And then we, so having these like touch-ins yeah. on every two weeks about like, where is our budget? What's going on with that? Blah, blah, blah. But also like aligning our calendars, Trinity, he is like you, he breaks up in hives. If I mention anything that's going to happen more yep. than five minutes from now, but I'm like, so maybe on, yeah, I'm like, exactly. so maybe on Monday week, he's like, he can't, right. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, what's happening <laughs> two weeks from now? He's just like, he cannot handle it. Right. 
So like, I can't tell you how many planners I've bought for him that just disappear like three planners a year. I'm like, babe, how do you, and he's very capable. Like, I don't, Honestly, you know, we share Google calendar. Yeah. He's like, what are we doing on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, check the Google calendar. It's in the Google. A couple of weeks ago, he like put something in the Google calendar. I almost fell over on the floor. He's like, yeah. He was like, like what is that? Where's like, my husband? Babe, I put is it in the kidnapped? Google calendar. I was like, who are you? What have you done? With you? you know, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so us having to like, but if we sit down face to face and he hates it and he just glazes over, but you know, like I physically make him put it in the calendar and these kinds of things where I'm like, I'm also like, this was an insanely busy weekend for me. Um, professionally, I did a, a, a summit in-person summit. And I just basically said to him, like, act like I am out of town this weekend. Right. And I set him up for, I am out of town this weekend, which means you have to feed the, you have to make sure everybody gets fed. And so it was like, yeah, I need right, the household exactly. to be just alive like, when you I, know, come but home, like, please. I want to up the ante a little bit more than just kind of like, Oh, the kids are alive, which has been like the bar for so long. Like, maybe some socks got folded <laughs> in or something, you know, but like the point is yeah. just that like, we have to have like these regular touch-ins or touch base things in order for me to like, not have to have like this running thing of like, oh, this has to get done. That has to get done. And being like, I, and I have to say specifically to him, like, I'm handing this over to you. Right. This is now yours. And he goes, <laughs> Right. And he goes, Oh, okay. Instead of me going like, Oh, I think Jeremy can probably handle that. And then it doesn't get handled. And then I have to like come in and pick up the slack. Do you know what I mean? So I have to like very specifically go, this right. is now yours, you know? And he's like, okay, this here's is the mine. baton. Okay. Even if right. it's just making a phone it. call to the auto repair guy, do you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just that, like, what can I give to him that take, to take it off my plate? And so we have these, yes. you know, the, these every two week t- touch bases, which are, you know, deal with finances, but also deal with calendaring and, you know, upcoming stuff and that kind of thing, which I can go, all right, I handed that to Jeremy and, you know, hopefully it gets, it gets taken care of and more times. Yes. Interesting. Yes, I do feel like, and I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. Like there is sometimes an infantilization. Is that a word of, you know, because we're capable people. Like he said to me early on in our relationship, he's like, he's like, oh, well, I just, you know, like you just seem fine with it. So like, you know, like he just, he goes offline when I show up in the room, you know what I mean? Like, he's mm. just like, it's kind of like, oh, mom's here. I'm just gonna, you know, he goes offline. He, you know, if, if I'm not there, he'll step in, you know, but so figure it's it out. kind of an ongoing process in that regard, but like, but expressing and verbalizing my expectation around it, as opposed to just hoping he'll step in has been a, has been a, has definitely been a game changer in right in that. Regard. I love it. I love it. And you guys are, you know, you've given us so many tips and thoughts about how to live life with intention and part of creating who we are, designing our lives is doing it intentionally creating goals intentionally and the plan to move forward into that space and that identity with intention, which is what all of us women in midlife must mm-hmm. have. So tell us yes. when our listeners say, Hey, my hands up in the air, I'm in, where do they find oh, you? Nice. Yes. You can find everything that we do at bywdreams.com. Beyond your wildest we have- dreams. Yeah, exactly. Beyond Your Wildest Dreams, bywdreams.com. We have that free mini course that we mentioned, Create Your Morning Ritual. We also have, you know, because everyone likes to learn yeah. differently. Again, Natasha and I are big brain people. Some people like to listen. Some people like to watch. Some people like to read. We have a video course and a book available called 321 Done, Three Simple Strategies to Get Your To-Do List Done. Mm. 
And then we have our bigger overarching life goals, harness the, it's called harness the power of planning. It's a two-day course. We have the wait list open for it right now. We only teach it once or twice a year. We'd love it. Mm -hmm. And you can find that all at bywdreams.com. Okay. All right. Love it. And we'll put all of the information in our show notes. You ladies have just, I am actually just like really motivated right now to go out there and get after it. You are speaking her love language, girl. (laughs) You are so speaking my love language. language. So thank you (laughs) so much for being here. We've just super enjoyed having both of you. It's been so much fun for this conversation. And a blast. Shelby, Trinity, it's been an absolute pleasure. Just love your big, bright smiles and the energy you bring. And just having these conversations is super important conversations that I really do feel like this, you know, our demographic of women at this age, it kind of gets, it just kind of gets glossed over. And I really appreciate that you're giving a platform and a voice to exactly what it is that we're passionate about. That's right. I love it. We are all in this together, girls. Thank you you for joining us. High five. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh my God. They were so fun. I was laughing the whole time. What an amazing conversation. Ladies, I want you back and we've got to have a beer, a glass of wine, cup of tea, (laughs) whatever. But hopefully it's beer, wine, or liquor. Anyhow. I took so much away from that. And I'm surprised since we were talking about planning and and all of the things (laughs) that I typically hate, right? So the first thing for me was how a habit is an energy saver for your brain so that you can take action without your brain having to think too much about how to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, like that was amazing for me because half the time I'm just like, I don't wanna think anymore. But if it's already a habit and I have that muscle memory formed, Mm-hmm. then I don't have to think about it. And Natasha and Allegra have found that it takes most people an average of 63 days to form a new habit. And that was a mind blower for me. Yeah, it was a mind blower for me too. But the thing that I loved about this, because I think we were both feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the idea of 63 days, but yes. they Hell helped yes. me think about embracing my own personal style or tendency. And they referred to Gretchen Rubin's book, The Four Tendencies when forming a new habit, because if you can embrace your natural tendencies, even make this habit forming practice like part of your identity, then Mm. you will be better at actually building these habits. So if you embody this idea of being a planner so that you can live a different lifestyle. Absolutely agree. And to build on that, it's it's almost like, you know, you've got to be in the right headspace to say, this is the life I want to live. So here are the habits that I need to form. And so it starts with excavation and understanding your old habits so that you can build the new mindsets to clear the path for execution and forming new habits. That's the only way that you're going to be able to to stick with that 63-day challenge. I'm going to call it the 63-day challenge now for me in order for me to have the muscle memory, if you will, so I'm not having to think, think about it and I'm actually able to live this new life that I am planning with intention for myself. Yeah, and I love the idea of actually finding where those habits fit into the scope of your already existing daily routine. It just took her finding that one space in her day and that made it easier to develop that habit. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I I really need to chart out those types of paths for Mm -hmm. myself. 
so that it yeah. doesn't always feel haphazard. Life doesn't have to be haphazard. And even for someone like me that loves spontaneity, understanding if I can build in good habits and really it's going to provide me more time for spontaneity and joy because all of the other pieces are planted and taken care of. I think the final thing for me that really hits home was it's okay to let go of the goals that are not aligned with your core values. Let that shit go. Yes, girl. So to our listener out there, again, we want you to go take our core values index. You can find the link in the show notes and let us know, leave us a review and tell us what is one goal that you're setting for yourself, one new habit that you want to establish that is in alignment with your core values. Because we want to walk this walk with you, girl. Absolutely. And we cannot wait to see you next week when we all get back together and spend a little more time in the middle.